Hey, welcome back. I hope you all had a lovely holiday. Um, some of you might still be like kind of easing back in and getting back into the swing of things, but today is one of those episodes where I wish I had a really cool, catchy, um, like way to speak to my audience. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. So if any of you follow Casey Rossi, Struggle Care is the name of her Instagram and the book is How to Keep House While Drowning. Her podcast intro is, hello, you sentient balls of stardust. I'm just like, how cool is that? I love that. I wish I had something catchy to say like that. So be brainstorming. I'll be brainstorming too. Because it would be the perfect uh, way to open this specific episode. So my friend, Dr. Lona Cook is our guest today. She's been a chiropractor for 14 years in Western Wisconsin. She has multiple locations and she also has, this is just like so cool. I got to sit next to her at dinner at the women chiropractors conference. And I, like my jaw dropped to the table when she told me this, she, they do chiropractic in the public school system. She literally brought chiropractic in to the public school system. So she has a lovely associate, Dr. Amanda, who goes in to the public schools and gives kids adjustments. I'm just like, what? Like, come bring that to Cincinnati. It's so cool. But what we're talking about today is all things natural law, which is just talking about the power in our bodies to heal and just how to create the lives of our dreams. She talks a lot about like all things energy related and so if you've been into law of attraction stuff before, law of attraction just is just one of the many natural laws. So she talks about like bandwidth, leading multiple practices and teams whilst being a mom. And yeah, it's a really, really interesting episode. If she hadn't have been strapped for time, I could have asked her questions for hours. So let me know what you think. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by my Marketing Roadmap, which is a five-episode private audio training that's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that... Yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step -step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. If you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step -step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. My name is Dr. Kimmy, and I'm a pediatric and prenatal chiropractor in Virginia, and I listen to Holistic Marketing Simplified. Dr. Lona, I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much for being here, especially early in the morning. Ah, thank you, Molly. I'm excited for this too. It's so great yeah. to meet you at the WPC event. Yes. Yeah, so I was just about to say, so we're recording this at 8.30 Lona's time, 9.30 my time. And she's like, oh, you look so cute. I'm like, this is an illusion. My hair is so greasy that I just had to like dry <laughs> shampoo it again. It's the hoop earrings, man. The hoop earrings and the eyeshadow just kind of makes you look like, yeah, Lona's got her hoops on too. So 
Yeah, we got to meet at the Women Chiropractors um, Unconvention in Scottsdale, and we got to sit next to each other at dinner. And I'd been sitting next to you for five minutes, and I was like, I have to have you on the podcast. <laughs> because I'm excited to be here. Yeah, not only are you a practicing chiropractor, and you, I want to, you to tell people about your school project as well, but you also are like an like expert in natural law. So first kind of just give everybody an overview of like who you are, what you do, all that jazz. Sure. All right. Well, thanks, Molly. Yeah, I practice in Western Wisconsin. I still practice two days a week and then I have several practices here. And so as business has grown, then I realized I had to, you know, claw back some of my time so that I could work on the businesses and run them more effectively, understanding that if I'm the limiting factor at times, like I need to you know, pull my own energy back so that we can grow bigger with more doctors and more support staff and just the possibilities that are there. So one of the practices that I have is actually operational in the public school system, which is very odd for most people to hear. But we see a lot of kids um, that, you know, struggle with school for various reasons, whether that's some type of like, uh, kind of neuro situation, or if it's more like emotional challenges, that type of thing, um, as well as just kids that parents know, like, I want them seen while they're at school yeah. because it's going yeah. help them with their day. And I so would love that. Like I would, because literally I've been having to schedule hours around her school. Hour. My, my daughter's been doing this blinking thing lately where she's yes. like doing that a lot. And I'm like, is it allergies? No. So I'm like, she needs to get adjusted, but it's hard mm -hmm. with the hours because it's like, you're going to go check them out of school. And then, yeah, so I would love that. Yeah. You know, it is super convenient. And obviously in our world right now, like the more convenience and efficiency you offer people and simplicity, like such a good thing. We all need that. So um, that program was birthed maybe seven years ago now, maybe eight um, and has continually grown each year. And so now we actually have a few other school districts around us who have their uh, local chiropractors beginning this. Um, so if you hear that and you're interested, you certainly can reach out. I'm yeah, happy I was to say connect. we could do a whole episode around that. Yeah. I feel like too, like it's just like so fascinating to me, but yes, yes. But I should tell you that part of what evolved for me in this like last 13, 14 years of practice is, you know, obviously as you're doing business, as you're doing life, you brush up against yourself time and time again of like, where am I the problem here? And so as I was getting better coaching and I was learning about like chiropractic philosophy and this like really remarkable aspect of like understanding that life happens through us and we're like this conduit of energy essentially that not only is what heals our body when we think about like innate healing, but also is like energetically connected to our entire life and therefore our business and therefore our family life and our financial life and really everything under the sun. Um, I've had some amazing mentors that helped me start to understand more of this like interconnection between all things. And it spoke to me because I was learning like chiropractic traditional philosophy at the same time I was starting to learn more of the metaphysical and energetic side of things which is how I got into understanding universal law or natural law. It goes by either term. And it was like, they're both speaking the same language in many, in many ways, just using different yeah. words. And essentially I like to look at it like 
energy is behind everything because we're energy and everything about us and about this universe, even the, you know, whether we're thinking about the desk that the computer sits on or the words that are coming out of my mouth, all of it has tone or frequency and vibration. And so we, when we start to learn kind of the, the rules of how energy unfolds, it's actually like a way for us to understand more of like how to create meaningful change in your life and align things so that you can fulfill what you want to create. Now, that doesn't mean you control everything. It just means you can understand more of like how things unfold energetically. Yeah, I so I got to hear you talk about this at the WDC conference. And I, I mean, I've dabbled in this world a little bit, but like I have so many questions. So <laughs> the first um, aside before we like really dive into natural law is, it's just kind of like a, a side note I, I want to make is that when you were, you talked about all these mentors you've had, mm-hmm. and I also have been the same, like from day one of my business, I probably invest, well, no, not probably. I invested before I had the money to do it on mentors, coaching, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I would say the most powerful quote business coaching I've had has actually been people with life, like on the more life coaching side of the things. It's like, you can only go so far until you work on yourself and that permeates your business and your family life and your health, like literally your physical symptoms. Would you agree? Oh yeah. It's, it's, you cannot separate them. And no, no, we try. <laughs> like yeah, We do try so you know, hard. We try so hard. Yes. I mean, alignment it's like you cannot hack alignment and alignment comes from like internally within you and the offshoots of alignment are your personal life, your business life, your financial life, your health, like all of these things. Right. And so we have to be willing to look in the mirror and recognize at the end of the day, we're interconnected in all of this. And so if we want change to occur, the change must start with ourselves. Yeah. And you find business coaching that has components of that. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Right. But I agree with you. Like to to avoid the elephant in the room, which is like, <laughs> you know, you have to like do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of wasting everybody's time. Well, it's even, I'm sure like patients who come into your clinic and they're like, fix me. It's like, um, I can't fix you. Yes. Like, you know, like, uh, you know, I can, I can help facilitate these things, but at the end of the day, it's about you. So yeah, I, I just had to say that because I, I did invest in a business coach early on and it just felt so everything about it felt hard and uncomfortable and not in an expansive, Ooh, I'm growing. This is hard because I need to unlock this next level. It was like, Ooh, this is like the most narrow viewed like you're not even taking into account the fact that I have a two-year-old at the time or like that I have, you know what I mean? Which all of this stuff makes a difference. Totally. Yeah. And I, I think there is a shift that has occurred, you know, kind of in our lifetime and maybe, yes. I'm, maybe that's just within me that that's why I say that, but no, no, like I, I see it too. The tactics that worked 20 years ago, people aren't, motivated or most of us aren't motivated the way that that kind of hard sell cutthroat like model now there's still good things to take from that don't get me wrong there's valuable lessons there but I think part of it is that 
we're like meant to actually feel our own truth. And so, you know, when somebody's trying to teach us something that doesn't feel authentic, and that doesn't mean like what you said, that it, like sometimes you need to step into like expansive versions of yourself. And that may feel really uncomfortable, but there's also kind of like a feeling there of like, I need to do this. Like, I know I don't want to Yeah, do this, discomfort but- and dissonance are two different things I've learned. Yes. Yes. But I think there's other kind of old school methods that were just hinged around almost like thinking for other people and and not letting them do the work and just kind of shoving things down people's throats or not honoring <laughs> that they might not be ready and that's okay for whether we're talking to consumers or patients or what have you it's like I can't do it for you, nor do I want to, right? And so I think that's where like, if we have that inner compass, we can take things that we can learn from, but then like kind of let them work through us in a way that we can chew them up and then bring them out in an authentic way that is going to fit our business and our version. And it's kind of like the golden rule, like do unto others as, I mean, a lot of this stuff is not, complex in the sense that like when you get into trying to interpret more of like the energy of something you have to ask the right questions I think and look at yourself more from a place of like you want to see what's happening but I think like natural law is not hard to understand and then applying it I don't think is either you just have to have a willingness to start to look at things from like a deeper perspective Yeah. And that's kind of like the whole MO of this podcast. Like, yes, holistic marketing simplified, like holistic is a play on words, obviously, because of the types of clients I work with, but it's like, yes, you will hear me giving tactics and tips and tricks, of course, Mm -hmm. but like there, I don't speak in absolutes. Like there's no one size fits all because what works for Lona and feels good might not work for, you know, so I love that you said that and I have so many follow-up questions and places to take this, but when did you get into natural law specifically? I would say, so probably outside of chiropractic, my greatest mentor is this woman named Lisa Thielen. And she it, she calls herself a visionary. She She's just fascinating. She's like seen energy in like a probably, um, I don't know, different palette of energy than like the average person does. She says we all can do it. It's just like, you know, a basketball player shoots free throws. Yeah. Like, it's like a muscle. Exactly. And so, um, you know, whether you call it clairvoyant or clairaudient or whatever, she just picks up energy really deeply. And so as I, I probably met her 11 years ago, 12 years ago, because patients in my practice were saying like, you need to meet Lisa. And when I connected with her, like the first time it was like, some bizarre stuff that she told me about where I was like, okay, you have my ear. And so over the next couple of years, I would schedule sessions with her and just ask her questions about like what, you know, healing and understanding more of like chiropractic philosophy. Cause she loves chiropractic because she says like, it's like, we're giving the body like an upgrade every time we adjust it because more light is pulled through, which is interesting because the word subluxation is less light. Right. And oh, so I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, 
And so it's just fascinating. So a lot of what she was saying to me was mirrored in what I was starting to like learn through just going to philosophical seminars and getting deeper into this, like really understanding of like, how does the body heal and why does the body have symptoms the way that it does and just things like that. And so she's the one that introduced me to natural law. And then for a long time, we taught a class we called Awaken and we kind of bridged like taking more of like a medical perspective and an energetic perspective and trying to marry the two so people could access more of like this conversation around all things being connected and that what you're experiencing in your body is also like your body's way of communicating with you. Such a foreign concept for people to realize, oh my gosh, my system is intelligent and perhaps what I hate that it's doing is actually... I'm supposed to pay attention to it. And that is part of the healing. So anyways, I started learning a lot of this probably over a little over a decade ago. And then through teaching with her, just got kind of doused in more of her perspective and then wanting to just keep reading and learning more from like more of this metaphysical standpoint. And then I would apply it to business and my teams and finances and um, obviously my personal life. And so that also like really held my nose to the fire because walked through some pretty challenging situations over the last decade. I, my husband has three kids from two previous relationships. So I married into a family already and I was a single with no kids and then an Insta family, which is, you know, a challenging scenario. And so I just had to keep looking at what's my role in this. And thank God for this like philosophy I was getting doused in to help me understand that like every time I wanted to blame him or hold resentments, which don't get me wrong, I definitely did. I also knew that like something is meant for me here and there's something within me that has like attracted the circumstance in a way that like I'm meant to kind of go through this. And then simultaneously also my mom passed away over a long six year mental health and like also had cancer battle. And so I was birthing babies, running practices and watching my mom die in the most horrific way. And so I look at, you know, you get baptism by fire, right? Like the things Mm -hmm. that happen to you generally also, they either squash you or they like, you learn how to like to navigate your own inner world (laughs) through this like process because you're being so squeezed. And so I just think there's not coincidence there. And if I didn't have the knowledge, like in chiropractic, we call it the major premise, which is like, there's an intelligence in all things and it's constantly giving properties to like everything in existence. And so when my, you know, when my mom was suffering so bad and I I wanted to fix her and I wanted to change her and it felt immovable. At one point, I just remember kind of surrendering to like, maybe my role isn't to fix her. My role is to like, just be here and witness this. And I I don't think I could have had that perspective had I not had this more energetic understanding of Mm -hmm. things. And don't get me wrong. There was moments where I just wanted to lay next to her and be like, okay, you give up. Therefore I'm going to give up. And I think of like, you know, the doe and the fawn, right? They say that like, if a, if a doe is shot or like dies, the fawn will lay next to it until it's so hungry that it gets up and, and the like will to live takes over. Right. And so I think I share this just because I think we're all going to go through these things that feel so guttural sometimes, like they're so challenging. And on the one level, 
that's where the transformation comes in, right? Like where we literally have to change in order to like survive in these moments. Um, and so for me, having some of this knowledge of natural law and energetics and maybe some of the things that gutted me in this moment also birthed me as like a better practitioner, a more compassionate human. I felt things differently. So there's been many like really good things that came out of it too. Um, And that's kind of how I think energetics work is like things are generally actually neutral. It's just depending on how we look at them, which feels hard sometimes when you're like really attached. I mean, do you see me? <laughs> yeah. Really attached to the story of like your experience, right? I've got tears in my eyes. <laughs> when you said guttural, I was like, oh shit. Like I literally feel that in my gut. Like, cause I, I lost my dad. Mine was not a six year. It was a five month bat, but it was also, you know, terrible. And I, I got really angry when people would be like, oh, death is beautiful. I'm like, there's nothing beautiful. This is terrible. There's nothing. Be-. And I'm the world's most positive Patsy. And I'm like, this was awful. Like there's nothing beautiful or, you know, like, I'm like, let's not romanticize. Mm-hmm. This was bad, like awful. Mm-hmm. Um, but we survive. And like, I just, I wrote out a word I wrote down was resilience. And I think I think when you get into this type of work, and I would love to hear your perspective on this, is people get confused and they're like, oh, like they confuse it with toxic positivity. And they're like, oh, we just need to put on, are you telling me I just need to ignore everything that's going on in the world and put on these rose color? I'm like, no. And and I will say that's something I still don't fully, like I I wouldn't say I could explain it well to someone Mm -hmm. else, Mm -hmm. um, the difference in the two. So, well, before we go there, let's just actually, but my listeners are probably like, Molly, you're, I'm ADHD for those of you who don't know. (laughs) That's all good. I'm tracking. Let's go back. What the heck is natural law? Let's start there. And then I want to get into this toxic positivity difference thing. Okay. So essentially I would say it's a way to understand how energetics move in, in this world that we exist in. Right. And so now there's hermetic law, like there's different takes on just like religion there's different takes on spirituality and like right. truth but a lot of them have very similar stories as like archetypal yeah. stories i'm not here to debate that i think what we what we can agree is there's more to us than the physical body and like this is usually how if i'm explaining this if we do like a deeper talk in my practice on this type of thing i'll say like look we all know that if i was laying here as a cadaver if my physical body is there I look like Lona, but the essence of me, the spirit, the soul, whatever you want to call it, the life force is missing, right? And so that energy that is coursing through my body is also, you know, in chiropractic, we say above, down, inside out, right? Mm -hmm. And to me, that's explaining how energy moves. Like we're a conduit. And honestly, if you get into it, like our systems create what's like called a torus field happening through us. Right. And so like there is science around this now as they get deeper into more of like a quantum understanding of biology, but that, you know, somebody who's in an expansive field, let's say maybe they're adept at meditation or like just really lit up, like their, their Taurus field will have a different amount of voltage going through it than somebody who's like in depression. Right. Yeah. And so obviously that energy, because 
again, we're getting into studying more of this, has like current to it. And we live in a uh, universe or world that is electromagnetic. So even like the birds migrating, they migrate off of magnetism of the earth and how it's interplaying with their own like apparatus, right? As humans, we are also that way. I think we just have not been allowed to think about that because right. the the powers that be don't teach us these things essentially. Or maybe we're just not there yet collectively, but I think we're very close. And so you know, our physical systems and how the health of our of our apparatus is is related to this energy. So natural law is an explanation or a set of laws telling us more how energy moves in this ecosystem. Um, and again, if you looked at it from a different perspective, whether it's hermetic law or like just probably from different religious points of view, I think a lot of this is, said in other ways, but it's very foundational. Like even in chiropractic, mm -hmm. a lot of the laws are kind of related into our 33 principles. And so I think a lot of them are just saying things. And hopefully this, in my mind, the more you can hear it in different ways, it, you help, it helps you like grab on to the truth of the matter. Yeah. So for instance, like the first of the universal laws is law of divine oneness, meaning like we're all interconnected. Again, to me, this is like chiropractic saying the major premise, like there is intelligence in all things, meaning there's organization somehow in all things. And what that means to me is like when I see, and usually when I'm talking about this, I'll have a picture of like sacred geometry, right? So if you've ever heard of Fibonacci sequence, uh -huh. which is like a mathematical ratio that repeats in nature, um, the spiral of like a hurricane is in that sequence. But obviously, if you were standing at the center point of that hurricane, it would not feel like there is, um, <laughs> you know, divine oneness there. It would feel like a shit storm. Right. And so you may die. And I think it's like that is part of the perspective that is offered in this is that just because there's order doesn't necessarily mean that order is necessarily going to help sustain your own life. And, and again, this is getting into chiropractic philosophy because we call that universal intelligence versus innate intelligence. Innate intelligence is the thing that is working to heal my cut and create, you know, life moving through me in a way that is sustaining my life. But universal intelligence is like gravity. Like if I fall from the building and I chose to jump, like my innate intelligence is not going to overcome that, right? right? Like universal forces are at play there. That's a great analogy. Oh, I mean, I've had to, like, as you know, when you start to dabble in this stuff, you got to do some heavy lifting and just thinking about how does this relate to how yeah. life unfolds? I would say like, if you think about like karma or, or law of attraction or like it all, like you said, it's even, um, I had a human design expert on and she was talking about, she had all these chronic health issues and she became like health coach and functional medicine. And she was doing all the supplements and eating this perfect diet and working out every day. And she was still so sick. Mm -hmm. And it was once she learned human design and started living according to her own design that mm -hmm. she got completely better. Mm -hmm. And again, whether you believe in human design or call it whatever you want, I feel like, like you said, it's kind of saying the same thing, but in different ways. Yeah. Well, and human design is a lot about like 
how you've embodied <laughs> with a certain amount of like influences creating your energetic field, right? Like that's, it's so in depth, right? I've dabbled in it for a year and still feel like I don't know anything. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't, you'll have to, um, I'll, we'll link her. It was, her name's Madison and we'll link it in the show notes, but she has, um, I keep meaning to listen to it. She has like a human design one-on-one podcast. She's like, even if you can just like look at nothing else besides your energy type, you'll still, Mm -hmm make strides or like your arrows. Like she explained the arrows on one of my, and I was like, Oh, it's like, I'm meant to live inconsistent. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, my whole life I've been beating <laughs> myself up because doing I can't yeah. do things consistently like mm-hmm. other people. I but hear you. yet, like I've obviously done pretty well mm-hmm. yet. I've always like been so mad at myself for not mm-hmm. being able to be this other thing that I'm mm-hmm. not. And I, I think I don't know. I think this is kind of where I want to take the, well, first actually just a personal, not personal question, but mm-hmm. like itching my brain. What is, is, is the difference of putting quotes between like, when you talk about natural law versus like law of attraction. Law of attraction is one of the natural okay, laws. So same so, thing. Okay. Yeah. So it just, it's the most well-known law. It's a law number okay. four. Okay. So, um, I didn't know but that. if you don't I get the know. other context of the other laws, like it just, it's like law of attraction Honestly, that's how it unfolded for me is like, I was learning law of attraction because you'd go to seminars, especially even business seminars where they're like, you need to write goals and you need to be like reviewing these things and da, 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 da. And you'd get into like the secret or whatever, right? Um, the movie, the secret. I haven't seen but, it, but I know what you're talking about. But then the rest of it was missing. Like the 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 rest of the laws weren't there. And, and you had said something earlier about like toxic positivity. And one of the laws okay. is that there is, there is light and there is dark, there is negative, there is positive. Like we live in a universe that has both. And if you've ever done any work with like Martini's teaching, John Martini, John Martini, he was a chiropractor, is a chiropractor, but now he teaches his like Martini method all over the world. But he teaches this too. You go through this like weekend process where Everything that you've like over identified in yourself and you elate over, <laughs> like, I'm so great at this. And then I depress myself, like, I would never behave like that. That's not me. Da, 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 da. Is like just things that you've kind of gotten out of balance on when really we have kind of all things, right? And so it's seeking this neutrality. And so I think the good and the bad is the deeper I've gone into natural law, I think the more I just, I don't feel like super positive about things. I don't feel feel super negative either. It's just kind of like these really terrible things can happen. Like my mom's death. I agree with you. Like there was not a lot of like, especially the first couple of years as things were happening, I was like, this is horrific. Horrific is probably the best word of what I feel like we went through. And yet I knew enough at that time to know like there's probably other things here for me if I'm willing to look for them. And so it's not like, oh, let me spin this positive. It's just that like, it's also there. And so sometimes I think that's going to (laughs) take decades to get to that point where you maybe even can look for it. In my case, it took a couple years of like realizing I need to survive here and I can't stay like stuck in this like (gasps) feeling for you know, also I need to mother my kids and run my businesses. So it was like, well, I'm going to look for like, how can I just neutralize this? You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say this is a positive experience for my family because it wasn't, it, it was terrible and it was terrible for my mom. And at the same time, 
it was like, I learned some things. And so I could find things that just allowed me to just settle the energy so that I wasn't like suffocating in it. Um, the energy. I love that. I would say I've done life coaching, therapy, whatever for three years. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing I've learned, I actually have a post like teed up to post about this is like the word. And it's like everything in our life. We want to be either, or it's mm -hmm. like, even when it comes to politics, it's like, you're either right or you're left or it's mm -hmm. black or it's white, or it's this, or it's that. It's like, we have a hard time. I, I don't, I've never had a hard time seeing gray, which I've always made me think like, oh my gosh, am I not standing in my beliefs because I see different sides? And I'm like, no, I think I've just always known all along that two things that are seemingly like paradoxical can be true at the same time. Yes. And, and all of us have hard for us to understand different experiences. You and like my brother and I both have the same mom, saw similar things, would have different experiences of what that what that was, right? Because yeah. we have different points of consciousness and different experiences yeah. and all are true. And I think yeah. that's one of the things you realize in getting more into understanding like your energy framework sets the tone for your like life experience essentially. And so somebody who is in a place where they maybe feel already a sense of love most of the time for lots of things. They don't even have to know why they feel loving towards them. They have an experience and it's through the lens of love most likely versus somebody who's angry nine times out of 10 about everything. <laughs> they have an experience, maybe the same experience and they can find something to be angry about. This is just because frequency and tone match, just like you playing a music musical instrument and someone else is playing a different chord. They may not match, right? Like, it helps you understand like we're not, I, this is again, like a way that I think it's easier to explain it to maybe a lay person, you know, is like, I look at like your system sort of like a violin string and depending on how in tune or out of tune it is, sets the tone essentially for how life unfolds for you. And so it's like, well, how do you tune yourself? Well, you start to pay attention to that inner voice. You start to like ask these deeper questions like, what do I want? What feels good to me? What doesn't feel good to me? Why doesn't it feel good to me? Why do I keep choosing that? Like, and I think there's a lot of layers to that. Like, it's yes. like, <laughs> yeah, but that's I, the fascinating again, like, part. Yeah. Again, what I've worked through with my coach is like, I told her the other day, I was like, you know what I realized is like, I've really started to look at things through a lens of curiosity more than judgment. Mm -hmm. Not every time, but it's, and it's hard and I was like, wow, that's not, I think when people work with like, do any type of inner work, they expect this like magic pill, like, you know, like this, like I had headaches and now my headache is gone. It's like, that's something you can see and, you know, not see, but you like feel and, you know, mm -hmm. but for me, I just like kind of had this slow realization that this was happening over the years of like, oh, I'll go like, huh, that's interesting. I'm having this re reaction rather than like, oh, Molly, why are you doing, you know? And because I would get so, ang not angry is not the right word, but I'd get so like frustrated with her when she'd be like, well, is there a time in your child? I'm like, no, this is not about my childhood. And then I'd be like, oh wait, crap. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and you, it's like, know thyself, which is like, where does that stop? Right? Like you just keep kind of getting deeper in that and feeling like, oh, when I talk, like, let's talk about drama, right? Like if somebody is really dramatic we all have dramas that play out in our mind and maybe we verbalize them and we make judgments and things like that. But it's like, how much energy do we give to that? Right? Like the storyline of the drama of even just like, it's like, as you 
play into your own drama less <laughs> and where your brain wants to pull you or not pull you instead of just letting that thought go, you start to see how like, as I don't verbalize things or give it more energy or spend more time on that thought or keep telling that story, all of a sudden, also my external life starts to change. Like I feel more peace or maybe this like drama that I had in my practice of like nobody stays or I can't find the right CA or da, 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 da. As I let go of my own narrative there or self-fulfilling prophecy, all of a sudden I don't get what I was getting. Mm -hmm. That's the energy, right? That's the part that has to change in order to like manifest or like law of attraction to embody it in a different way. Otherwise, we're, it's just pattern work. You know, like yeah. I'm looking for patterns in my life. Just like we look for patterns in somebody's spine to figure out like where we're adjusting and where we're not adjusting. It's, it's really yeah. not so different. You know, I want to talk about that more, but I just want to say like a little like practical tip of things you can do. And I would love to hear your take on this as well. <laughs> I used to love those like really funny mom, like relatable mom meme accounts. And recently, because humor is like my default, like I'm an Enneagram seven, like I'm going to go for humor before I'll go through anything serious like almost to a fault. Like that's another thing I'm working on. It's been like, okay, we can sit in the discomfort. It's okay. I just want everything to be fun and funny and light. Um, and these like funny mom memes that talk about like the struggle of motherhood. I'm like, oh, my mom made a point. It's like, oh, you kids, we weren't allowed to talk about all of this kind of stuff when we were parents. And I'm like, I think there that's an and, right? It's like, Yes, it's great that women are more comfortable talking about the struggles of motherhood. And are we perpetuating this? It's hard because of all of these accounts that I'm following. And now I'm looking for proof that this meme is right because, mm, you know, so I think both yeah. can be true, right? Yeah. Like, right. So it's not squashing. It's not like pretending everything's coming up roses and that motherhood's the easiest thing I've ever, but it's kind of like, I just had to slowly start unfollowing those who, who like I, we do the off on the shelf and it's like controversial. I think it's fun. Like, I don't look at it as like a burden. I'm like, if I looked at it as a burden, I just wouldn't do it. Like, I'm like, mm -hmm. it's fun to see her, the joy on her face every morning. So mm -hmm. it's like, you see all these accounts, there's like, Oh, it's the damn elf. And I'm like, well then don't do it. Like, yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you have anything but to that add right to that, there. But... Like that's such a healthy way to look at it. And also to realize like, and that's what you said earlier, like one size never fits all because we'd all yeah. be carving copies. Right. And yeah. so like, if somebody's pendulum is over here, they may need to swing more here. Right. And someone else's pendulum's here and they're swinging this way because we're all different. And so like, yeah, someone may need to like have someone voice, like, it's okay that this is hard. Yeah. And you're seen and you feel good from that. And whereas someone else might be like, yeah, I already knew it was hard. And the more that I stare at how hard it is, the more I get like angsty about it. So I don't need to voice that. You know, it's like, we're yeah. all just in a different Yeah, like there's no absolutes ever. It's like, yeah, I've recognized that it was hard. I've talked about it. I've never mm -hmm. tried to hide it. And yet I'm ready to I actually have my friend Don, who's a therapist is coming on to talk all about the reticular activating system, which I'm so excited about. It's like, well, now I'm just looking for proof that it's hard all the time. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's just, anyway, I love that. So what would you say is the difference in, it's like, I have a client who does German new medicine, a lot of like subconscious healing. Mm -hmm. Do you see overlaps there when it comes to like subconscious patterns and tracks in law of attraction? 
For sure. I think this is kind of also where epigenetics comes into it is like we say, you know, we think in terms of genes because that's what the dominant idea is, is still that like people are predisposed essentially based on what genetic inheritance they got. But if you think about energetics in a family, let's say something happened, you know, in your lineage three generations back and it's created responses in the subsequent generations behavior based off of what was necessary for survival at that point. It's no longer potentially useful for survival. And yet the behavior has passed on because that energy hasn't been cleared essentially or neutralized or what have you. I'm like tingling the whole, that's (laughs) so great. Yeah. Okay. I, I think it's, it's, I think that's the challenging part is like, how do you explain that? Because I don't know. And you don't know. I, we can just see that maybe this isn't helping us create the life that we want. And on some level it's, it's behavior that's under the surface for everyone. And so it's curiosity is such a beautiful word that you said earlier. Cause I think that is part of like true healing and healers have a curiosity about like, well, if the body and the system is always trying to survive, which I do believe it is yeah. and evolve. But sometimes there's like almost like outdated programming. Yes. And it's like, it's almost biblical. Like the sins of the father are passed on to the sins of the son, right? It's like the epigenetics keeps going until somebody heals that trauma essentially, or lets wow. that go or however that rewiring needs to occur. This is also why I think chiropractic is fascinating because I think tracks in the nervous system and like opportunities for that system to unwind and express that energy different doesn't need to necessarily be conscious always. Like I think sometimes it's just like, nope, this is not not useful anymore. It's just, we're going to let it go. And that, I mean, that's probably true in lots of lines of healing too, whether it's Ayurvedic stuff or what have you is just like honoring that the system is intelligent, honoring that there's probably an intelligent reason why the system adapted the way it did. Now that could have been generations back, (laughs) but right. Yes. Now we have opportunity in now to create change, you know? Yeah. The way you said that I love, and that's what, um, I love having this client. We actually didn't have room for her at our agency, but it was like, I told my, the girls that work with me, I was like, I'll take her on personally simply because I mm-hmm. want to learn more about this. Cause I just think it's so fascinating. Right. It's like your right. body's not broken. It didn't accidentally go haywire and start doing this thing. Now that doesn't mean it's still serving you. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But it was never a mistake. And so it's like that whole elephant tracks analogy. Have you heard that one where it's like the elephants will take the same path every oh, year? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And your brain, like you said, the nervous system, whatever energy, however you want, it's going to take the more well-worn path because that's the path of least resistance. Um, right. I always you love may it, like, have learned that from your grandmother's grandmother because right. your mom knew it. And, and it, and also you've seen those probably posts that even is like the set, my cells were present in my grandmother's womb. Yes. Yes. Right. And so it's like wild. Yes, it is. And Lisa used to always say to me, my, my mentor, like, as you heal things, you're healing three or four generations forward and three or four generations back. I do follow some parenting accounts I really like, but anytime I've noticed now, and this is very new, this is like a new revelation. And and I would say like, just like the curiosity things, a newer revelation. 
instead of going like, oh, I need to get MJ help my daughter for this thing. I'm like, oh wait, what am I doing? And I, and I don't mean to be like everything, everything that happens in our kids is our fault. I don't mean it from like a, like judgmental, right. blaming, shaming. Yeah. But like, I was thinking about this last night as I like very personal, I'm not a private person. I'm weaning off so loft. I've been on it since I was 23 and it saved my life. I have nothing. I don't have negative feelings about the medication. It helped me when I needed it. And now I'm ready to move on. And mm -hmm. I was thinking about this last night, how so funny, like, I didn't even know we were going to talk about this. You talked about genetics, or epigenetics. It's like, my story was always, oh, my dad was anxious. My mom was always depressed. I inherited it from my parents. And it's like, yes, I, I probably did. But in a different way than like what we are like rational brain can mm -hmm. wrap our minds yeah. around. Totally. So, okay. And we don't, oh, go ahead. And I think like when we get into that is like healing is generally going to not just even physically, like you are going to be most likely very uncomfortable in the transformation because it is that well-worn track that you have to step out of. Now that may be physically uncomfortable, like things changing physically, but it also may just be like so out of my comfort zone to try on a different behavior or a different thought pattern or even a different lens to like review my family. And and I think we're in a culture and this probably serves a purpose right now where we are talking about some of these like inherited traumas. Hmm. But at the same time, like there's a lot of inherited resiliency, survival tactics, all of that. So it's just like, again, the way that we look at the body, like if it's intelligent, then we also need to honor that like, though we may have picked up unhealthy things from our parents too, like, like they didn't, it's just like the, which way do you look at it? Like, is it everything all wrong or is everything all okay? And I have choice here, you know? Yeah. Um, there's an account I think you would love. Her handle is felt sense. And then it's like WPG, like Winnipeg. Um, and she talks about how, like, it doesn't have to be hard. Just make one different choice. Mm -hmm. So it's like, one different choice. Maybe, so maybe instead of opening my phone in the morning, I make one different choice and that's mm -hmm. it. And it's like those one really small, different choice than you would normally make. Right. kind of starts to flex that muscle that we talked about of like. For sure. And like, we were talking about the mind drama. I see this for myself is like, it's easy for me to keep activating things that I've almost become addicted to, if you will, yeah. of like the negative, like self-fulfilling prophecy there. So you can look for it, right? Like you can just keep asking, oh, yep, there it is. So like, I'll give the example of like, like when I said that walking through marriage the last 11 years with a blended family and like whatever, if I wanted to ask my husband certain questions, I know I would get the payoff of like, oh, that's annoying to me that like, this is how our life has to be right now. But if I just don't ask the question, then I don't like reactivate that energy. And I can tell that even though from the outside looking in for the most part, our life maybe isn't so different right now. Like I feel better when I don't let myself just like keep like almost like turning the knife, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so therefore our whole week is differently. And most of it started from me just saying like, Yes. In a perfect world, is this exactly how I would have like laid it out? No, probably I wouldn't have chose it in this way. However, there is some really good things that I have had to self-discover in order to become more resilient in this 
scenario. And one of the things I'm choosing to do right now is to not keep beating the drum of the thing that irritates me. Mm -hmm. And because I know that there's 90% other things that I, I do love about our relationship and our family, but there's other things that irk me. I'm just not going to beat the drum of the thing that irks me right now. And then my physiology is calmer, which therefore goes to my kids. And like, that's healing in my mind is like seeing this thing and realizing I participate in it <laughs> by how I engage and I get to choose how I engage. Yeah. You know? And it's not that you're sweeping it under the rug. You're acknowledging it and you're making that conscious choice. Yeah. I love that. So, mm-hmm. okay. We're going to wrap up because I know we could talk about this for hours. If you were to leave some people with like one final, like a more like practical, tangible tip of like, you know, you're a business owner, you're a mom, you're a, like you said, you're a wife and you've you, know, you you wear all of these hats. You're you're a chiropractor. You still see patients. Like how? I know this is kind of hard to boil it down into you know one or two things. Like what's something people can start doing today mm-hmm. for their energy? Yeah, to use this in their life. Yeah. So I think obviously read the twelve laws. You can Google them. You can send me a message. I'll send you a link with them. Um, but realize that like at the very center of it all is you, and so. Probably nothing is better (laughs) for your entire life than for you to know that you being centered in a place that feels better for you is going to pay off in other things. So what I mean by that is like, you know, when you're like running like a crazy person and you know, one of the things that keeps you healthy is getting some yoga in or taking a hot bath or whatever, but you can, you can tell yourself like, oh, there's no time for that. It's like, you have to create space, even if it's short durations that get you centered again, so that that energy gets to like come back home, essentially to that place you want to be experiencing your life through. And that's not selfish. And that's not, it's just practical for everybody to have a better experience that's attached to you as well. So like, I can't say enough about recognizing your own power in how things play out. And that's by getting yourself to that place that is centered before you really try and do anything. Now, I know that's a that's a muscle that has to be flexed, but I would encourage you to like play with that muscle. Are there any other than reading the, the natural laws, are there any like books, specifically podcasts, teachers that well, you, you mentioned too, but like if people mm-hmm. are just starting with this. Yeah. I I mean, my two favorite books just on like understanding interconnection in all things is number one, Power Versus Force. Um, David Hawkins' work is mind blowing. So if you're analytical also, like that book and his subsequent books are like, you get to geek out for (laughs) a long time reading it. And he's a psychiatrist that was really into studying human states and how that influenced like the way that they essentially like understand the world fascinating because it gets into like the energetics and how it plays out into our world today too. Um, so his books for sure. And then Louise Hay is kind of like the foundation point of mind body. And I think that's as practitioners really great, even if you don't intend to practice that way where you talk about it, like just to have awareness to it. Um, and so her book, you can heal your life. I think is just such a quick read. We hand it out like candy in the office, especially once I know people on a deeper level where I can maybe offer that there's more going on than just, you know, the fact that they 
you think that they're sitting too long, you know, like, well, yes, you maybe are sitting too long and <laughs> there's probably some other things factoring into why your back keeps going out. Yes. And so understanding that. Mm -hmm. I love that. So how do people find you? I know people can book you for talks. Like, give me, give me the details. Yeah. So my website is just my name, drlonacook.com, D-R-L-O-N-A-C-O-O-K. -O -O you can reach out to me on Instagram or wherever you can find me. And then yeah. I mean, if you want some coaching too, for your business, I do that as well. So that's on my website as well. Well, thank you so much for making the time to be here. Thanks, and Mark. now I've like, I've written down those two books. I'm like, I'm going to get, I have like a stack reading has become my new self-care, but fiction, but I'm like, I need to throw in this, these books right here. Yeah. You'll like them. They're good. I'm geeking out right now on Donnie Epstein's newest book. Um, that's on energetic states as well. Also really interesting. So I'll have to check it out. All right. Thanks, Lona. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified. This podcast is brought to you by my marketing roadmap, which is a five episode private audio training. That's kind of like this podcast, but not exactly because it's not available to the general public when you search on your podcast feed. So the great thing about consuming free content like this for me or on my Instagram or my blogs or whatever is that yes, you will learn a lot, but you kind of have to go searching for what it is exactly you're looking for. This five episode private podcast is broken down in a logical step-by-step -step order. That's why it's called a roadmap. So if you're ready to get started on your Instagram marketing journey, or if you already are started and you just feel like you're kind of like overwhelmed with all of the different free information, this is a super clear roadmap with lots of tangible step-by-step -step action items that will get you from point A to point B for just $27. So all you have to do is head to mollycahill.com slash private training. And based on the reviews I've had so far, I know you won't be disappointed. I'm really proud of this training. And I know personally, I've bought $27, $37, $17 products before and felt like I really didn't get that much out of it. I guarantee you, you will learn something from this five episode private audio feed. So again, it's just mollycahill.com slash private training. And it'll also be linked below in the show notes. I cannot wait to hear what you think. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. -L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.